Welcome to Standing in Faith. This is Jeff, and in the studio with me today is Kat. Hello. And David. Hey. Hi, guys. So this is kind of a switchover period for us, right? We've just kind of spent three months plus going through the, the names of God. Like attributes of God. Yeah. And I think we were going through those names as God is, right? Um, and for me, the reason, one of the primary reasons we did this is it was all kind of a little bit of a, a, a parallelism with what we were talking about standing in faith, mm-hmm. right? Kind of, we kept saying repeatedly for, for what? I don't know how many episodes, a lot of episodes, that it was really important to know who God was. Yes. So that's what led us down the path of going through God is. And um, in the process of going through God is, um, I came across, I, I hesitate to say it's it's a revelation, but it just all of a sudden it started to dawn on me that some of these names of God are are very personal. They're they're very applicable. And that's kind of what I'm going to, what we're going to do today is talk through, we're switching gears again. So God is, we finished the God is little mini series with God is faithful. And now we're going to start talking about God my, because I think these are things that that it's important for us to kind of internalize and and seep into our hearts, mm-hmm. not just our minds, but our hearts. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking of. And essentially, there's a few of these names. Um, there, there's seven of them. Um, Jehovah Shema, which is um, God is present. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Nisi, my victory or banner. Jehovah Shalom, my peace. Jehovah Tiskidnu, my righteousness. Jehovah Rapha, my healer. And Jehovah Rohi, my shepherd. So those are the names we're going to go over in this little set of episodes. Um, And we'll go through each one of them. But Before we do that, I kind of thought it might be better to kind of put some context, at least the way that I'm thinking about it in my head. When I was starting to look through this, right, it it seemed, and and I've heard some some discussion about the redemptive names of God. Mm -hmm. So, and in in some cases, the names that I've just gone through are those, the redemptive names of God. So Mm -hmm. that got me thinking about redemption. Um, unfortunately, redemption doesn't make a whole lot of sense without atonement, and atonement doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless if you know that there was there was a something that needed to be atoned, mm-hmm. right? There was some event. So, it, at least, I, and I'm going to try to make this really simple. Um, so, in my mind, what I kind of have have brought this down to is it it all goes back to, I think it's Genesis three in the garden and Adam and Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which separated them from God. 
and from that point, then then sin enters the world. Um, and the sin is what needs to be atoned for or mm-hmm. covered. Yes. Which is kind of an interesting... That's what atonement means, is covered. So... Um, Redemption, however, takes that necessity of atonement to a completely different level. Um, at least in my mind, redemption means to to buy or pur- purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, in many ways, right, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, was an Old Covenant of atonements, right? Atoning for the the things that separate us from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and the New Testament is about redemption, which means purchasing back or buying back um, and therefore sort of covering what everything that would need to be covered. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I know that we could probably sit and have a conversation for an hour on every one of these topics, but um, when, when something is redeemed— then, then, and for instance, I'm just going to use me. So I, I was redeemed, right? I recognized that, you know what? Yeah, I, I need this. I need Jesus in my life. I need to be, hey, um, I, I sin. Um, I know I sin, and I probably don't even know all the sins that I commit. So, all right, I know I need that redemption. Um, so, when I get when I received Jesus and I and I humbled myself and I said, you know what, Lord, be Lord of my life. I I recognize you as that now, um, and I asked Him to to step into my heart, and He did. That was the redemption. That was the act to me. But as part of that, I think there's. There's some benefits that come along with it, and I think those benefits are often found in these names that we're going to talk about in the next little next few weeks, mm-hmm. right? Is that yeah, I, I that that which was separated has now been restored, right? I'm back restored to His presence, and that was something that we lost all the way back in the garden. Yeah, right. Um. Another thing, the, the provision, right, that, that he sees us and he, he provides for the needs that we have. Um, I, I think that that was also happening back in the garden. I think it's happened in between all of that, but I do understand that now to be uh, almost a, an inherited blessing that I can now possess. Um, victory, same thing. Peace, same thing. Righteousness, that's to me... What Jesus did in redeeming us reestablished our righteousness. And in so many cases, trying to simplify this and and articulate it, it really just comes down to this is very restorative, right? Essentially, these names of God are things that Jesus fulfilled and completed to restore that which we had lost back in the garden, mm-hmm. which was that walking with him day by day in the cool of the day, right? His his ever-present, his provision, his... I mean, all of these things we possessed and probably didn't even have names for him back then because we didn't know we needed them. Yeah. 
Yeah, somebody once said you've never really known how far you fall until you start the trip back up. Um, and it's true. <clears throat> I don't think we realize how great a separation came between us and that intimacy with God. I mean, God continued to to uh, reveal himself in a covenant of grace, ultimately, uh, throughout the time, even before Jesus appears. Uh, and, of course, Jesus' time is like at the center of time, if you want to look at it. So everything that Jesus did covers what came, came before him and what comes after him redemptively. I think a lot of times people don't see that, but with God there is no time and space as far as, you know, he looks at everything. He's always present and he's everywhere. Exactly, and so he sees behind, before, after, in the middle, whatever it may be. However God views, that's hard for us to conceive because we're all time stuck, you know. Um, we're thinking stuff we have to do after this time and and what we're going to do after lunch and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and uh, that's, that's not in the world of timelessness. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's beyond our minds. But, I, yeah, I think it's, it's uh, in order to really get a sense of, um, and I think, God, I think God sprinkled these names through the scriptures on purpose, the different ones that we're talking mm -hmm. about. Uh, I mean, there, and we've said this before, there's a ton of his names in the Bible. There's 200 and some odd different names of God um, that are there. And then even some with, that are ad, like adjectives that, that have a description of, of God. Uh, you know, of course, the best one is that God is love. That's all-encompassing with all of these. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but you think about the fact that, that uh, God already knew that he was going to do something in order to bring us back into that communion with him. And all of that was laid out in the person of Jesus through atonement, through redemption, the big words that you've been using. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all the way in between there, the different kinds of names like Yehovah Yara, which is God is our provider. You know, it was Abraham, um, Isaac uh, motif, but it was still something to remind us this is God's name. And, and, you know, it does fit like with Philippians, you know, 4 where it says, uh, um, my God shall supply all of our needs. In his riches and glory. According to his riches and glory. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it's uh, um, very unique. And I'm sitting here kind of just rambling on, but, um, uh, and I'll stop and another hour or so and yeah. <laughs> the pastor's turned on <laughs> now it's just this is good stuff though it really is and and i think we really want to be able to talk about it in such a way too that that is really honoring 
uh, God in these names, you know, and but then we really take possession of them ourselves, if that makes any sense, and how they affect us and what, what they really do, not only for us individually, but for us as a body of believers. Too. Yeah, I guess what's fascinating <clears throat> to me about these is is the 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 scriptural references to how Jesus fulfilled, completed, or restored these things on our behalf. That that jumped out at me as I was researching, and I'm like, wow, right? The, I I don't even know where it is, but there's a. I think Paul wrote it. He said, "Work out your salvation with fear and trembling," um, and this has really caused me to to kind of do that. I okay. I'm guessing most of the listeners, if not all the listeners who listen to us, are saved. But you know, I I guess I have a confession to make, and that is, yeah, I, I got saved, and then I just I, I don't want to say I didn't look back, but I haven't. I, this has caused me to to stop and ponder that. What did that really mean? Mm-hmm. And, and okay, so I I had known the good Christian answer, right? That means saved, delivered, healed, right? Um, Basically, a life insurance policy. Well, I I hope I was more than just fire insurance. Yeah, um, I think I was a little bit more than fire insurance. But this by by stopping and really thinking, what actually did get accomplished at that cross, it was a whole lot more than just, oh, I I got saved, mm-hmm. right? And especially the book of Hebrews talks about it extensively, right? In some cases of what the the blood of Jesus actually accomplished. And that that was, that was an interesting, you know, that, that's an interesting side trail in terms of atonement but what what I think is is violent in what I'm trying to say is that there were things that Jesus accomplished that I hadn't really necessarily maybe they were up in my head but I really wanted them to get into my heart right that these are and that's that's why these seven names I think is good to go slow on and and let people really Ponder this thing, think it through, right? If you have to wrestle with it, wrestle with it. But these are ours, and it's not just for Jeff or Cad or David, right? It's it's for each and every one of us, right? His his redemptive, his being crucified, dying, raising from uh, that all restored these things back to us right and the the fact that he then sends us the holy spirit to live in us is the is really the fulfillment of these things in us one of the interesting things i really discovered in just starting to research in some of these names was that some of these names are place names. They're, for instance, um, like for God, my provider, Jehovah Jireh, it's Abraham named the place, you know, the place that, or Moses built an altar for Jehovah Nisi and named the place that, you know, there's like these 
there are these places where God manifested himself as the description, you know, of how they, they described this place. And we're like, we're going to just name this place that. And I never really thought about it like that. You know, I just thought, you know, like that song, we did it at a church when I was a kid, Jehovah Jireh, like, my provider is gracious, or that one. And, um, you know, and I just thought like, oh, that's one of his names. But I never even really thought about it's actually a place too, you know. And, and even that place in history, God provided different things at different time you know like that was the ex- the same place you know that's like where jerusalem was you know it i don't know but uh, yeah just thinking of like these are place names not all of them some of them are not but um where god actually manifested and revealed himself um as those specific things provider victory so on and typically the the Israelites, when they put a altar up, it was always there. See, because they didn't run around writing things down in their little notebooks, you know, and have them. Um, they would create an altar for them to remember this God who provides, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's what's so important that when we look at these names, um, they they honestly become like little altars for us that we go back to and say, yeah, God provides, or God is my banner, or God is my sh- uh, shepherd, or whatever it may be. Um, that those altars, those places that we, we can, you know, we, all, we should all have altars in our lives. <laughs> Don't get me wrong here. Um, some people talk about altars in the sense of dissociative stuff. No, sometimes we talk about altars in the sense of worshiping other gods. No, um, but creating an altar in our own life where where it's a place of remembrance, and it was always a place of remembering, but not remembering the altar, remembering the God that uh, or action that happened at that particular time and place. Yeah. And it's always good for us to 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 have that because you can go back to that place and really in that's God's way. God teaches us how to go in and out of his ways. You can go back to that place, remember what God did and really enter back into the very sweetness and presence that you experienced in that moment or whatever it is you experienced in that moment. And I think it's just God's way of continually reminding us that he is faithful in all of these different ways and names. That reminds me of when the disciples were like, oh, well, we don't have bread. And Jesus was like, I'm not talking about, don't you remember the loaves and the fishes? Like, remember what I did? You know, this is, you know, remember when they were walking along and they were misunderstanding about the use to the Pharisees or whatever, but, uh, that reminds me of that. Like Jesus was like, remember this? Remember that? Mm-hmm. You know, just to his disciples, just stuff he had experienced with them in those few years. Remember when I did this? Remember when I did that? Yeah, and I, I think a lot of times, you know, we get into a bad place and we start going, oh, well, God's forgotten me. And, you know, we mumbling and groaning and complaining about, and listen, 
I'm not trying to belittle wherever you may be at this point in time. Believe you me, I know what it's like to be in darkness and pain and suffering. But at the same time, it's learning that these are the places that you really need those altars more than ever to remember the goodness of God and the graciousness of God and what God has done in and through your life. Amen. And he, God needed those in Israel because they were always forgetting how good he was to them, you know? And so they would set these altars up to remember, and we need that. We need to remember that, that God isn't just Jehovah or Jehovah Yara or Jehovah Jireh in one place at one time. He's always the God who provides yeah. in, in some whatever context. It may not be the context you think it should be, but he, he does, you know. And I, I think that's why it's so important for us to have that, to remember, especially when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, um, that we remember how good God is or what God did for us at some point or how he showed up in that same context. So with that, I think we could probably sit and talk and talk and talk and talk. But what's what what I'd like to do is just bless the listeners now. Um, but I, this is I'm going to do a little bit different of a blessing. So Holy Spirit, won't you bless the listeners in Jesus's mighty name? that these redemptive names bring restoration to listeners, bring restoration to us through these names, through us talking. I bless the listeners with restoration, heart-level restoration, physical body restoration, mind restoration. I, I bless Everyone who hears these words, these names, and the things that Jesus did with restoration. Amen. Amen.